Welcome everybody to Owning Your Health. This is Dr. Kyle Loveless with my beautiful wife, Dr. Holly Loveless, and we are on our third show together today. Really excited about this show because it's diving into the thing that most people really want to know about, which is, of course, diet. And so the last couple shows, or really the last show, we introduced this idea of how do you create your own health plan for 2020? How do you make this thing individualized? And we talked about five areas that we need to look at. First of all, hello, Dr. Holly. Hello. Yes. And Dr. Holly, can you share the five areas that we want to really evaluate when it comes to making a health plan? So we want to create a dream life or help you create your own dream life. It's the acronym. So diet, rest, exercise, alignment, and mindset. Yes, and we talked about last time the mindset because that is really the most important part. Without a mindset that's just, just powerful and strong and, and, and uh, you know in a good place, then we tend to fall off of anything anyway. So we got to really always go back to the mindset, understanding our big reason why we want to do this. So if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, you definitely want to go back and listen to the last one uh, before or even just along with this one. Okay, so today, diving into diet. So Dr. Holly, just... Let's just take a step back. Let's think about you know the standard American diet, right? A sad mm-hmm. diet is what mm-hmm. we call it, and it's been this way for years. And so when I was growing up, you know, I, I grew up with a mom that ran marathons, and she was very uh, active. Uh, active, but mm-hmm. also health uh, conscious. And so uh, she would always try to help make sure we're eating healthy. Problem is, is she was following the FDA re- recommendations, which was the food pyramid. And I remember actually, you know, so the, the, how, how messed up this system is is. Uh, I remember she was running marathons. She got her blood uh, test in, and it said her cholesterol was really high. Well, of course it's high. You're running marathons. Your mm-hmm. cholesterol should be high. We'll talk about cholesterol on a different show, but it is a good thing. Anyways, and so so her doctor told her she had to lower her cholesterol. She took the statin. It made her horribly worse pain, so she stopped, stopped taking the statin medication. However, she did take – this is the funniest thing ever, and if she's listening, she's going to laugh. Instead of eating a bowl of M&Ms every night before she went to bed, she changed to candy corn because candy corn has less cholesterol in it. Less so fat. silly. Less fat, right? Less fat and yeah. less cholesterol. Yeah. And okay. so it's funny because <laughs> – Cholesterol doesn't cause your cholesterol to go up in the first place when you eat it. Sugar does, and so it's really doing nothing at all. But it's just this mindset of, of not understanding health and how the body works, and that's what we want to get into. So, Dr. Holly, what was your childhood like growing up with a, uh, you know, eating-wise? Sure. Um, same. I would say that the overlying theme is my mom thought she was doing the best thing for us. She grew up on a farm. She always had fresh vegetables and fruits for us, and that was always on our dinner plate. And And then there was all the packaged items with the grains were super important. Got to make sure that you have a starch and a grain on your plate and making sure that you got those six to 11 servings of it. I just remember very vividly, like my lunch was very um, similar, the same every day. I'm a creature of habit. So it was whole wheat, of course, whole wheat bread, um, whole wheat turkey sandwich, a green apple, um, a chewy chocolate chip granola bar, and then sometimes there would be like the Frito Lays if it was, or like the the big box of chips that you would get from Sam's Club. Yeah, the big chip <laughs> box, right? You get a bag of those in there. That's hilarious. For me, we always had the um, Lunchables, which are god awful. So I mean, if you read the ingredients Plastic. in there, most of it's not even real food. Uh, so if you give those to your kids, please take those out now. Uh, but so let's just break down what you just said there. So you had whole wheat right mm-hmm, that sounds mm-hmm. pretty good right mm-hmm. problem is is if it was whole wheat but it was on the shelf so 
if it's whole wheat on the shelf, if you've ever made bread before, how long does it last? Like three days. Exactly. So they had to highly preserve that bread. Mm -hmm. They obviously add bromine into it and bromine, I'm sorry, into it, and which was an additive they would do as a preserve, mm -hmm. right? And so they used to actually use iodine, but they took that out and they started using bromine and bromine acts as iodine in the body. And so it mm -hmm. actually attacks the thyroid. So we have all these thyroid, thyroid issues from yeah. overdosing on bromine and also uh, fluoride in our water system. So just kind of weird there. And then, but then you have so lunch if you're, meat. So if you're listening and you have been diagnosed with thyroid issues, take the whole wheat bread out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, and, and we'll talk on other shows about that yeah. too. But, uh, and so you, now, we, now we got lunch meat, right? Uh, lunch meat sounds good, right? But then you look at all the chemicals and sugar that's actually in that lunch meat. It's not just your, you know, you take a piece of turkey and slice it off a turkey mm -hmm. breast. It's preserved. So you got all these preservatives and that. And then you have your chips, which has all kinds of junk. And so at the end of the day, you're really just eating a big thing of sugar and chemicals, um, with obviously some nutrient value well, in it. Let's talk about the granola bar. That oh, was supposed yeah. to be like healthy, but that's like eating a candy bar. It's a true story, guys. If you go, if you read the ingredients list on all these bars, yeah. it's all just a bunch of sugar. I mean, it really is. So, okay. So in the past, let's let's we're not going to live in the past anymore. I just wanted to give a picture of kind of like where we came from, right? Yeah. And that just like everyone else, we followed that food pyramid where you had to get your certain amount of grains every day, right? And take all the fat out of your diet. I yes. remember we had low fat everything in our house. And so low fat diet, Dr. Howe, did that help us as a, as a culture become skinnier or fatter? Um, it, it really took us in a tailspin. It made us so much worse. We became the most obese nation in the industrialized world. We gained more weight and have more debilitating diseases than there ever was before. Yeah. And, uh, the problem is, is you can't burn fat without eating fat. We're going to talk about that. So uh, if you're still on a low-fat diet, it's time to shift. But so we're not going to curse the darkness anymore. Obviously, the FDA, the Food and... Drug Administration. Yeah. So they obviously give us food uh, and so recommendations that will give us make us live on their drugs, right? So stay away from their recommendations. Anything that has American Heart Association on it, it's not going to be good for you. It's just a company. It's a corporate, it's a, it's a corporate model, uh, and, and they get paid to do put their stuff on things. So it doesn't mean it's let's, good for you. Let's take a step back. They're good people, and their intentions are good, right. but their model and what they're producing is not the good. The volunteers around the world are good people. I wouldn't say that they are probably at the top good people, but they okay. know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> well, we won't go there. So, but let's dive into the diet. So at a minimum, we're, we want to individualize our diet. Everybody shouldn't eat exactly the same thing because everybody's different. But, and at the same time, if we look at it and say, okay, as a whole, what's the minimum you should be doing, right? So Dr. Holly, what would that eating plan look like for at a minimum, everyone should be at least doing this? Correct. So we're, ta we're talking about the non-inflammatory diet and we're talking about reducing inflammation. Um, and Dr. Kyle has a whole book on inflammation. He can talk about that in a second. Um, but in general, you want to reduce inflammation, whether it's swelling, like in your tissues or around your face, um, or there's inflammation around your organs, or you're carrying a bunch of belly fat, or you're carrying fat anywhere. You want to reduce inflammation, and it comes from incorporating these five principles. We're all about principles and, and laying down the foundation of where you start and then you can grow from there in really individualizing what kind of diet you have. So the first thing is removing all refined sugars. So not just sugar, we're talking about refined sugars and do you want to go into what that means? Yeah, absolutely. But before I do, I just, she mentioned the inflammation book. Oh yeah. Literally, if you don't understand inflammation, it's going to be really hard to help control it and understand what you're doing when you do these anti-inflammatory things. So 
you got to get the ebook. It's only 16 pages, and literally the title of it is Understanding Inflammation. And I walk you through 10 ways to find out if you are inflamed and 10 ways to actually change that and reduce inflammation in your body. So it's very valuable. So make sure you get that ebook. It'll be in the links below uh, or in the comments. But yeah, so sugar is it's highly refined. And what they actually do with this sugar is they take cane sugar, they pull that you know sweet stuff out. And by the way, cane sugar is a natural God plant. It's on the planet, and it is actually really good for you. Tons of antioxidants and in nutrients. In the right amount. amount. Yeah, just like anything else. (laughs) But if if you live somewhere and you have cane sugar you can just go and eat on, it's actually very good for you. And so, but what happens is they pull that sugar out, they bleach it. They, I'm sorry, they refine it, heat it up and do this stuff with it. Then they bleach it and they push it around a warehouse with a bunch of tractors. They throw it in a bag and it's this white chemical concoction, no, no different really than cocaine. It is different, but ultimately it's super addictive. Different chemical concoction interestingly enough hits the same pleasure center in your brain though yes mm-hmm. and so the, the the industries know what they're doing and putting it in everything that we do and that's why it's so addictive and hard to get rid of so you have to number one reduce refined sugars now guys going through what you should do diet wise is a two three hour thing long uh, you know seminar really and so we're going to hit the core today take your notes and then continue to listen to this show and we'll be introducing to you online courses and things like that that you can uh, get to really become your own health expert but this is a great starting point so we got refined sugars removing those what's next um reducing grains So grains actually turn to sugar. I know in the Bible it talks about bread. Bread in the Bible is different than bread in the shelves at the grocery store. Um, It's all refined and it turns into glucose in our body, which is sugar, and it increases that inflammation systemically across our body. And so removing grains, um, if you follow more of a paleo keto um, plan, that's going to be more in line with pulling out your grains and pulling them out 100%. Yeah, and they're just, again, another super inflammatory part of our uh, food system and they're genetically modified majority of them are they're not the same genetics as she talked about like in the bible different even genetic makeup of that that um, that grain and so you got to remove those things if you want to be healthy they're not adding much nutrient value to you um but actually pulling nutrients yeah, i call them an anti-nutrient yeah in my and then there's so many so many preservatives in there but again we're going to move on and next is going to be remove the bad fats because fats are good for you correct Eat, I'm sorry, eat the good fats, but remove the bad fats. So there's a difference between fat. Some fats are good for you. Some are bad for you. And I'm not talking about saturated fat. Saturated fat is actually really good for you. I know there's... If it comes from the right source. Real saturated fat, real yeah. quality, yes. not not denatured saturated fat yes. from a real living either animal or whatnot. So like a good example is breast milk. Breast milk is a good percent, I think 80% saturated fat. So it's a very crucial part of our diet, and so it literally grows a baby into a into into a, into a human being. I'm and they sorry, are human. <laughs> into as they grow, right? And it so helps the baby. Well, no, if you talk about this, so baby zero to twelve months, their brain is going growing at a rate of a genius, and they need so much more fat because your brain and your nervous system is all fat and fueled fat, by fat. fat and cholesterol. Yes. So yeah, so good fats. And so if you want to figure out what is a good fat versus a bad fat, I'll put the link below to a literally a PDF. It says good fat versus bad fats. Shows you the ones to stay away from. Shows you the ones that you want to actually eat. Okay, and these are your bad fats are your hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated oils. You know, sunflower, uh, sunflower. Yeah, things like that. And so canola. Uh, canola oil all those things so that list is will be in the comments below so it'll be super easy to look at again because just drop, just drop your favorite treat good my, fats 
My good favorite good fats are yeah. going to be coconut oil. That is a medium chain fatty acid. It's amazing for your uh, your metabolism. So it actually helps you lose weight, and it uh, so many benefits to uh, coconut oil in general, not just the fat part process of it. But then my second is going to be ghee. Um, it's a good healthy fat as well in there. And then finally, I would say fish oil or some sort of like uh, omega three fatty acid, EPA, DHA fatty acid. Just because we don't get those in our diet, it's something that I like to supplement regularly. Nice. Good. Um, our next uh, point or principle that we live by in reducing inflammation is going to be um, pulling out all the chemicals and preservatives. So, so, so important. If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get healthy, anything, you cannot have all of the additives, preservatives, and chemicals in your products. And what, what that really means is, well, we're going to go into talking about organic versus um, conventional, but um, all of, if you look at a package and you can't pronounce any of the names of these uh, sorry. If you can't pronounce or you don't know what the ingredient is, likely it is a preservative, an additive, or a chemical, and it shouldn't be in your body. And what your body does so that it doesn't attack your brain and your nervous system is it surrounds that actual toxin or chemical in fat to protect you from it so that it can't attack that nervous system. So if you're trying to lose weight or reduce inflammation, you can't be having those things. Yeah. And then the final two is looking at the meats that you're eating and the quality of food that you're eating. And so this is, again, this is the non-inflammatory diet that at a minimum everybody should be doing. And so going organic versus conventional, especially on your meats, Necessary. right? Meats are, uh, it's, it's bioaccumulation. So whatever that animal eats, you're going to get it all in that steak or that one thing. And they're super inflamed. And so all these studies that tell you red meat or any of these meats are bad for you are done on these conventional animals. And they're mm -hmm. absolutely right. These things are awful for us. Not only do they pump for a hormones fed pretty much candy and tons mm -hmm. of sugar and grains mm -hmm. this is this this just goes to prove the reason you want to reduce grains like corn and wheat and all these other and soy and sugar. is because why do you or why do you think they give them to the cows to fatten them up right it helps fatten them up and that's exactly what it's going to do to you as well and so, then at the same time those things reduce your immune system which we didn't talk about so oh, lots of yeah. sugar and grains reduce your immune system so they have to pump them full of all of these antibiotics because they're getting sick and they can't have their well they reduce not our immune system those grains reduce that cow's immune system oh, well, and they yeah. do enough that's too. why they if pump and pull of antibiotics yes, yes. They do the same thing i get it. but you were going into the <laughs> antibiotic part which is why they oh, that's why they give cows antibiotics yes that's why they give cows and at the same time so these uh and so yeah so it increases inflammation inflammation is an immune response so if you're chronic if you're eating grains every single day and you're eating what we're saying not to eat every day then you're in a chronic immune response which suppresses your immune system that's where mm -hmm. cancer comes from chronic infections right yes. and that's pretty much what being inflamed all the time is and so you want to go organic versus conventional remove the conventional meats and uh, even in your vegetables goes organic and close to home as possible find a good local farm that you can find uh, healthy meats and vegetables from mm -hmm. and free range and grass fed or fed the way the animal was supposed to be fed obviously chickens don't eat grass but they eat bugs they tr they rain, uh, free range they roam around and mm -hmm. they find stuff in their environment seeds. to eat seeds and things like that so that's your non-inflammatory diet Re reduce the sugar reduce the grains eat good fats versus bad fats reduce preservatives and chemicals, and then go organic versus conventional and always free range on your meats. That's across the board what everyone mm -hmm. should be doing at a minimum. If you want a, a copy of that, what we just said there, uh, we'll put the non-inflammatory book. There's actually a book for this the by the link. Wellness Way, yeah. written out, perfect, simple. And you can get the, you can go online, you can buy that. That's not through us. It's just, I'll put the link that you can go to and get you the non-inflammatory book. It's super simple. All right.
Can you put the link to the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen on there too? I can. Absolutely. We'll have all kinds of links for you guys. So, uh, and, and, and then I'll also have, um, I have a link for fruit on what are high fructose fruits versus low fructose fruits. You're reducing the amount of sugar and, and stress on your uh, liver there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what everyone should be doing. Now let's, let's, we say we're going to individualize this. So to individualize a diet, there's a couple things you want to look at. The first thing you want to look at, Dr. Holly, and, and well, first of all, when you went to go individualize your diet, you did this. You got, what'd you get? A food allergy test. Yes. And so yeah. you did a food allergy test and IgG allergy testing. And then so. Food sensitivity test. No, it's a food. It's, I, I get what you're showing there, yeah. but it is an allergy. It's an allergic response. Yes. It's not what we're thinking, which is an IgE response, which most people call an allergy. Which is an anaphylactic response where you have to take an EpiPen to calm down that response. It, it can be. It's an acute response. Yes. Whereas an IgG response is what you're going to get when a virus comes into your body, right? Yes. So if you're eating a food that causes an IgG antibody response, it's a chronic infection. In other words, if you're eating that every single day. So we want to remove those foods. And there's a test you can do. We use Immunolabs to test this. Um, but you did the, your, your Immunolabs uh, food allergy test. Yes. I'll put the link for that in the, in the comments as well. You can, you can get that. But tell, tell, tell everyone what was on yours. What were some like weird ones that you're like, well, these are supposed to be good for me? Oh, um, I couldn't have apples. I was getting a green apple every day for lunch. Apples <laughs> and, and kale. Like, apples, apples and kale and garlic. And what supplement were you taking and, that is good for you? Oh, what was that? Oh, I was, what was juice I plus. I was taking juice plus. So you got juice plus, which is obviously fruits <laughs> oh, and, and vegetables. And beets were on there. Yeah, fruits and vegetables. It was like five things that were in the juice plus supplement that I was taking that were creating and causing inflammation in me systemically every single day. And I was so disappointed. Yeah. So, so to be clear, juice plus is the great, Yeah. but for her it wasn't. And that's how we found out. And when you yeah. took that supplement out and when you took those foods out, one simple aha moment was when your ring, my ring was loose on my finger and I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> her hands literally shrunk and she yeah. was already following the non-inflammatory diet. Right. This is why it's so important to individualize. And I've had, we've had, I, for me, I was eating Good, non-inflammatory my whole life, or not my whole life, I'm sorry, my whole healthy life, okay, so from the last 12 years I've been eating that way, but it wasn't until about two years ago, or maybe it was three years ago now, that I took out my food allergies and my psoriasis that I've had since I was five or four, or whatever age that was, since I was a little kid, finally completely went away by taking those foods out. And I had eggs, which I was eating every day, black mm-hmm. pepper, which isn't everything I was eating, I use that as my main seasoning, and so, and, and, and other stuff as well that I took out of the diet. And so food allergies, that's the next step. You individualize it by seeing what are you allergic to. Everyone in our family has a food allergy test, and we follow that for each individual because that's the more specifics Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the next step, okay, so we do a food allergy test, you take that out. The next step to really individualize this for yourself is see what's happening in your gut. And here, I'm going to give you an example. So when we do a a stool analysis or GI test, right? This GI test looks and tells us what good bacteria you have versus bad bacteria. Do you have any bacterial infections? Are there any yeast infections? Are you breaking down your food or are you finding fat and protein and uh, different carbohydrates and things like that in your lower GI tract? Which is? Do you have leaky gut? Do you have a leaky gut? All yeah, these things are going to we're going to see this on a stool test. And the reason this is important for individualizing your diet is this. Okay, let's say you are uh, uh, let's say you have a, a yeast infection. So you have overdevelopment of Candida albicans as, a, as, a, as an example. Too much of that in your di- in your gut. Well, yes, you're going to follow the food allergy test. Yes, you're going to follow a non-inflammatory. But we're going to advance that, and now we're going to follow an eating plan, maybe like the body ecology diet, that's going to reduce the foods that feed yeast. 
So the body ecology diet will help you actually uh, break down that yeast. And so, so we do a different diet for someone with yeast. The same thing with someone like, uh, let's say they have stomach acid issues and aren't digesting food very well. And in the stool test, we find that there's uh, protein and, and there's uh, fats that are in the stool. Well, then we're going to give them something that's easy, for, easy to break down, like maybe the plant paradox diet. Or maybe you're someone with diabetes, right? If you have type 1, type 2 diabetes, then you want a different diet than someone that doesn't have diabetes. So you've got to specify as well as you're going along with that. So just to kind of recap, it's that non-inflammatory diet first off. That's the first step. Everyone across the board should be doing that. And we just did an awesome workshop in our office, and we went through that non-inflammatory diet. We're currently going through a 28-day challenge where patients are following that. But then the next step is do your food allergy test. Pretty cool is is you'll find out that you're allergic to things like apples or things like uh, kale or things that that you would think naturally are, are, are regularly are healthy, but for you they aren't. And so that food allergy test is very, very crucial as well. And then finally, a stool test, and that stool test will tell you more in depth about what's actually happening in your GI tract and what you need to help with healing. So again, non-inflammatory, then you do the food allergy, then you do the stool. And that's just across the board. So everyone, any family that wants to be healthy is going to follow more of a non-inflammatory concept. We just shot some mindset videos, and, and my daughter Eleanor was in the mindset videos. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I asked her, I said, do you like being healthy? And she said, yes. And, and as we went through that, and she talked about what she eats and everything else. And, I, and I, at the end, I was like, hey, so we're doing this 28-day challenge where you're following the non-inflammatory diet for 28 days, right? Well, Eleanor over here has been doing it for five years. <laughs> so it was kind of funny that she got to... Uh, that she's been doing it that long is it's because it's so easy for even easier for her because that's all she's ever known. And so if you're a parent out there or you know you're having kids, it's so much easier to start out this way than to try to implement it later. But hey, either way, you still want to implement it. Make sure that you're going to uh, help make sure your kids are getting the foods that they need. They're going to reduce inflammation instead of cause inflammation. The sad American diet, the standard American diet, is causing tons and tons of inflammation. And it's wreaking havoc on our kids. It's wreaking havoc on our families. And people are sicker than they've ever been before. You look at things like ADD, ADHD, psoriasis, eczema. You look at things like uh, these digestive issues that kids are having, uh, autism. All this stuff can really be helped. Not necessarily always cured, but really helped with a good eating plan, a good diet. Especially things like even, even things like type 1 diabetes. Maybe not completely reversed, but you'll see huge changes in blood sugar levels and the amount of insulin that's needed uh, with a good eating plan. So that's it. When you follow that dream concept and you start out with diet, or I'm sorry, you start out with the mindset, then you dive into the diet and you get that laid out for you, the next step is we look at is rest, okay? So the next podcast, we're going to dive into rest, sleep, how much you need, how, uh, what, how important it is to have it, how to get enough sleep. If you're someone that's dealing with sleep issues, what do you need to do to make sure you're not having sleep issues? Just taking medication to sleep isn't going to get you the same regeneration that you need from a good healthy sleeping so we need to figure out why you have to be on those medications typically it's a hormone problem you're by stuck in a fight or flight mode so we'll hit on that on the next video so i'm sorry on the next podcast hey guys thanks so much for hanging out with us and listening and this is owning your health with dr kyle and dr holly we'll talk to you next time